This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And yes, the creator of the daily financial news show, something uh, I do every day, seven days a week. We've been doing this for over two years. So if you're a daily viewer, thank you. Uh, Daily viewership is clearly up. Uh, We routinely have over 2,000 viewers of the Daily Financial News, which I want to thank you and give you commitment that I will keep doing this, doing my best to stay in the middle, just giving you the facts. Obviously, things will be skewed towards real estate, cost of capital, the economy, things that I've been watching for over three decades. So thank you. If you're new to the channel, welcome. Check it out. We produce three to four original pieces of content every day aimed at investors, investing, real estate, business, things of that nature. Uh, All of my videos are live. There are no videos with any editing. Uh, I would rather produce content and get it out in the world versus waiting days or weeks for it to be chopped up. So it's not perfect. Uh, You know, we have phones ringing and, you know, occasionally someone sneezes or coughs, but we do it for you. Uh, and then Monday through Friday, we have multimillionaires uh, on the channel where we ask them questions again to help you. So enjoy. Uh, today, Thursday, April 22nd, uh, we are in the sun. I, I think I told you that. I think it was over the weekend. It might have been Friday. I felt we took that last step out of the darkness, out of this tunnel that you and I have been in. 14 months, right, since February, March of last year. Uh, It feels good. The sun is on our face. Uh, I don't know if you remember what that felt like as a kid. I do, right? You go through winter, you you get into the spring, and you're like, ah, this is what the sun feels like. So we are in for some good times ahead. Q2 GDP is going to be a barn burner, probably the highest since 1978, well over 10%, I'm thinking. Uh, But the news of the day, is jobless claims. Uh, we had a 54 56 week run of over 700,000 uh, claims every week. It was tragic. Well, now we can call a trend. We have at least two points, and I'll call it three, that are, is in a downward trajectory. So this should feel good. The employment picture is getting better. It is not done. Do not read this the wrong way. Uh, We still have 8 million folks out of work uh, that were working prior to this crisis. So again, work to be done, but this is how it begins. This is how April is going to be a seven-figure month for job creation. It is going to be good, and it's going to continue to get better. So just so the numbers, uh, the expectation was for 603 claims. Uh, you can go back and watch last Thursday's discussion with Jonathan. I'm like, hey, fingers crossed, let's keep it under 600. And we did. We set a record low for this period of 547, beating last week's 576. So what is that? 29,000 better. Again, a trend is forming. 
it is going to get good. Again, still 8 million people out of work, still plenty of work to be done, but damn it, enjoy some good news and realize this is what healing feels like. The other thing I want to make very clear, and not everybody agrees with me here, but I think I will be proven right again, is wages are going up. Remember we had that fourth lane of our highway called the service sector kind of shut down for, call it a year. It is now recovering. And what I'm hearing uh, is they're having difficulty hiring folks, right? There's kind of two prongs. And people that are already employed in that industry are job hopping. Frankly, they should. They should be looking for better wages. Uh, the employers are go going to have to pay up, right? We are seeing, I read articles about McDonald's franchisees having to raise the minimum wage a dollar or two uh, already in other states, even though they're already paying above the state's minimum wage. This is something that is going to occur. Uh, I read an article about Rhode Island as an example. Rhode Island has, once you add up the federal goose up of unemployment, uh, let me get the numbers exactly. Yes, they are getting $570 a week to stay home. The average pay for a restaurant employee in Rhode Island as of uh, last year was $582. So a whopping $12 difference to work 40 hours or 30 hours or whatever it is. So it is, should not be a shock to anyone that you would rather stay home and make 570 than go to work and make 582. It is this logic, this kind of easy choice that people will be facing for the next several months. Uh, but again, what is going to happen right now, this always happens, is the people that want work, they can compete and get higher wages. They will, they will be employed. And then as the souped-up unemployment fades, the people that chose to stay home, which again is their right, they can choose to do that, but as these benefits fall away and the $300 extra goes away, they will then make, at least in Rhode Island's case, what is it, $270? They're going to have a hard time getting employment because the easy or better jobs were already taken by the people that moved first. It's called the first mover advantage. That said... Wages in the service sector are going up. And uh, a couple of the, uh, again, McDonald's and um, Dunkin' Donuts are, are uh, articles I read. They're already having to raise prices on coffee and hamburgers and things of that nature. So, again, wages go up, but again, consumer prices will go up as well. Uh, so, again, what I want to say here is in the service sector, if you are employed, this is probably the best time to take that skill set and go look for a better paying job because you probably make a couple of extra bucks an hour because you have experience, you're employed, and um, you know maybe even getting a bidding war for your talents and experience. So it's not often the employee has the power. Right now, service sector jobs, employee has power. Go get it. Uh, next up, I read about Credit Suisse. Credit Suisse. This is the uh, company that was most impacted by the Archego uh, family office blow up. And uh, they lost money, you know, as you would expect, something like $4.4 billion on that trade uh, and actually lost money for the quarter. What I find interesting is the CEO is uh, on the wire basically begging for his job, saying we don't have a risk management issue. It was an off. It was a one-off. We've already 
let those two leaders go. It's not me. Please, please keep my job. And he's talking about a risk management issue. I don't know about you, but everything I've read, it wasn't risk management. It was speed. It took Credit Suisse like 10 days, 10 days to get out of a trade that took Morgan Stanley, Goldman, JP Morgan. I th- there was a third. I'm not sure if it was JP Morgan or not, but those firms were, one was out Friday. I think Morgan Stanley was out Friday. Goldman and JP Morgan were out Monday. Credit Suisse, you were out 10 days later. You don't have a risk problem. You have a speed problem, dude. At least if you're going to talk, at least talk about the right problem. Damn, man, I would not be happy if I was a uh, owner of their stock. And lo and behold, he has to go out and raise $2 billion to strengthen his balance sheet. How would you like to be an investor that gets a, a uh, collateral call from him saying, can I have some money? Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that trade over there. That was one off. Mm-mm, not getting anything from me. Uh, next up, uh, again, we're, we're rolling pretty good here, folks, on things I'm talking about. Uh, we're talking about airline industries. And I proposed over the weekend and hit again yesterday that I thought Southwest would be a winner, as, as is Spirit Airlines, because what we are seeing is in, or, you know, U.S.-based local hops, right, which Southwest and Spirit Airlines are, full, are, are all about, are winning where American and United who need business travel and international travel are losing. It has never been clearer right now that it is good to be doing local hops. And Southwest looks to break even, at least on a cash flow basis, as soon as June. That's like five weeks away. So good for them. Uh, very, 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 uh, had to be a it had to be a hard year for all everybody in the airline industry. So it would be nice to see that coming back. But I don't know about you, international and business travel, that might be, that might be a 2022 thing. We shall see. Uh, next up, I was interviewed on a podcast the other day, and somebody finally asked me my opinion about Dogecoin. And I've been reluctant to talk about it on this channel, but might as well just get it out of the way because some of you have been asking. Uh, I researched it the first time. I think it was like four months ago, maybe three months ago, because I did create that 1% crypto uh, insurance policy, which I've talked about on this channel. And um, my research was rather quick. What I found was Dogecoin was created as a joke. And that's kind of where my investing track record stopped. Uh, I wasn't going to pick one of a few cryptos to put in my insurance policy. That was a joke. Lo and behold, Elon Musk talks about it. Mark Cuban talks about it. It goes from, you know, a penny to 40 cents. So I look at it again. And now I go, okay, well, why do I like these other cryptos? Because they're limited. They're part of this or that. And then I see Dogecoin has 129 billion coins available. And it's a joke. And I go, nope, not going there. For me, Dogecoin is one of those meme stocks. It is a lottery ticket, it is a hope and a prayer. It, you know, you can call it, you can market it as the people's coin, whatever you want, but it is a joke with a $129 billion available. Really? That's 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 how you're gonna make your fortunes is with that. So that was my opinion. Hopefully that's clear. Uh, I don't like investing my hard-earned capital in jokes. It's like pet rocks and cabbage patch kids and Ugh, all those things. So uh, the other thing that I'm seeing more and more online are people, investors talking about feelings. I'm feeling it's going higher. I'm feeling this. 
I have read, I don't want to say thousands, certainly hundreds of investing books over the year. And feeling is uh, not an investable thing. It, um, it gets you in trouble in the casino and it'll get you in trouble in the market. So be very, very careful. Uh, I did some research uh, on Cuomo and Newsom just because uh, I just like to pick on them, I guess. Did you know they are the highest paid uh, governors in the country? Probably, probably not a surprise, right? California, New York. New York, uh, Cuomo tops out at 225 and uh, Newsom tops out at 210 grand. Yeah, crazy. A uh, couple more things, or one more thing. Whirlpool. Again, I'm, I'm highlighting these things are coming. Uh, it started with Coca-Cola. Then it went to Kimberly-Clark. Then it went to Procter & Gamble. And now Whirlpool. Whirlpool is saying, we got to raise prices. They're going to raise prices 12%. Why are they doing that? Because raw material and freight. If you don't think inflation is coming, you're wrong. It is. It is going to be on every aisle of your grocery store. It'll be in every aisle of your retail stores. It is there. But again, remember our talk earlier, uh, wages should be going up for a, at least a diff, uh, significant portion of our economy. So that's what I got for you today. Exciting day. We got Jonathan coming up in about oh, 15 minutes or so. And uh, I actually have an interview at one o'clock with the author of a article called Investor Mania 2.0. Look at this thing. It's 40 pages long. This is an investor note called Investor Mania 2.0. I have the author on at one o'clock. We are going to talk. Yes, I print stuff. I like reading on paper. I don't read like this. But yeah, we have them coming on at 1 o'clock. Hopefully, we'll have that out for you by 6 o'clock this evening. That is going to be, a, I think, an extra special video. So uh, pay attention for that. Investor Mania 2.0 later today. Lots of other content coming. Today's a great day to make some money. Let's be better than yesterday. Bye-bye.